Hey y'all, welcome back. It's Shannon White. I'm your host for this Kingdom Convos podcast. Just here to give you some encouragement as a parent, as a grandparent, as a aunt or an uncle, as a teacher, as a leader over kids. So this week, I just wanted to share a couple of points with you um, and just jump right in because I just believe that God is doing a great thing in our neighborhood and our communities. Um, and I'll share that with you later. Um, but the big thing that I wanted to share with you for our topic today was, who are you raising? Um, who are you? Who is this kid? Sometimes when we're raising kids, they do things that make us say, who are you? Like, what is going on with you? And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. And so there was a word. Um, for those of you who know, we're doing a prayer initiative for my business, Kingdom Convos. Um, and the prayer initiative is basically for educators of all levels to pray actually in your schools or in your daycare or in your college. Um, we pray for like a couple of minutes just before the work day, every first Monday of the month. And then this Monday actually is the first time that parents and community members, whether you're a parent or not, we pray for our neighborhoods to cover our kids. Um, and the whole purpose of this is to take back God's authority over our schools, um, to take back God's authority and territory in our neighborhoods um, that have succumbed to um, different things. And it doesn't have to always be the worst in the extreme, but God has given us territory. If you live in a certain neighborhood, you have authority to take over that land and to say we command God's blessings and we command um, violence and we command, you know, confusion and and mistrust in homes and abuse in homes and um, low self-esteem, just different things. We command them to go. You have the authority to do that as a parent and as somebody in your community or in your schools. And so I'm excited because while we were getting ready for this week and in prayer, um, the Lord shared a word with me and the word was outlandish, outlandish. And so I looked it up later, I wrote it down, and then I looked it up. And the word outlandish means a foreign country or not native. And so I liked that word, and it was awesome, but I needed to ask God more about what it was. And so God shared a couple of things with me, and I just wanted to share those things with you on this week. And so, of course, we know the word outlandish means a foreign country or something that's not native. And so um, the first thing that I wanted to share was that outlandish things or things from a foreign country or even a foreign faith um, may seem different or may seem crazy. The rituals or the traditions, or the things that they do when it's foreign or it's not native to you appears can even appear crazy. But that's how faith works. If we're believers of Christ, sometimes what God has spoken to you about your family, about your child, about your destiny, about your gift, about your calling may seem outlandish. It seem, may seem different. It may seem not native. It may not seem traditional to you. Um, and so, but I want to encourage you that if God has given you something, you got to roll with it, baby. If God has given you something, you've got to go with it, no matter how outlandish or different or foreign it may feel or seem. Because how many times in the Bible did something look outlandish or even foolish until it worked? 
How many times does something in the Bible look outlandish or seem outlandish until it changed things, until it saved nations, until it saved the family, until it broke down prison walls, until it caused walls to fall, until it caused battles to cease? How many times in the Bible can you count where God said to do something and because they did something outlandish or something that may not have been the norm, that God then come forth and send angels and send forth power and send forth his anointing to do great and mighty things. So that's the first thing that I want to say. We have so many examples from Rahab um, to Hannah to the walls of Jericho to a stick, Moses parting the Red Sea. We have so many examples, um, even when people praise and then God sent angel ambushes to take over their enemy and to cure their enemies. We have so many examples of God's people doing outlandish things by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And then God responding and God showing his arm and God showing his heart for his people that when you do this, I will respond for you. I will go before you and fight for you. And so the first thing I wanted to say is if it sounds outlandish, as long God, as long as God spoke it, his word won't return into him voice. So if he has commanded you to do something in your house, to try something different in your marriage, to try something different on your job, to try something different when you go grocery shopping, I want to encourage you to do that thing because there is a promise attached to it, which is the second point. There is a promise attached to your outlandish. There is a promise attached to the outlandish thing that God has spoken to you. And so the story that we can refer back to is Abraham in Genesis 12. When God says, or when it says, the Lord had said to Abram, this is in verse one, the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. You see, this land that God was sending Abram to, or Abraham he later becomes, was outlandish. It wasn't his native country. The Bible literally says this. So sometimes it's necessary for you to leave what you know in order to get to your promise. And leaving can be a physical leaving. It could be a mental leaving. Um, it could be an emotional leaving. It's just abandoning something that was from your last season. Because there's a promise attached to your outlandish. The promise that God tells Abram in verse 2 and 3 of Genesis 12 is, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So the third point that I want to make. So the first point is, if it's outlandish, go with it. Because sometimes it is the outlandish things that will prove who our God is. The second point I want to remind you of is that your promise is attached to the outlandish thing that God has asked and spoken you to do. The third thing I wanted to share with you is that if you stay in the same, you will settle. The Bible talks about in Matthew 16 and 24, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. So when we try to keep and hoard our lifestyle as it is, and we're not willing to grow, the Bible says we will lose it. For whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So it's when we're willing to be vulnerable with God, when we're willing to go into our prayer time and say, God, I don't know how this works. I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to follow you. God is calling us to a season of obedience where we walk by faith, even as parents. 
even day by day by how we respond to our kids, even day by day by how we respond to our spouses, even day by day by how we respond to our employers or to our employees, even day by day while we're driving in the cars, God is calling us to something different. Because if we stay the same, we're going to settle beneath the things that he has for us. Because we know that Jesus came to give us life and to give us that more abundantly. So I know I'm talking about today, who are they? Who are our children? But before we can get to them, we got to get to us. And so that's the third thing. If we stay the same, we will settle. And not only will we settle, but it will cause our legacy to be frustrated. It will cause the things that we're leaving behind for our children and for our children's children to be diminished, to be diluted. And we can't afford to dilute the power and the promises and the fulfillment of God in your life because they're watching you and they're waiting on how you're going to respond. They're waiting on how you react to different things. And so it's so important that we don't stay in the same places as parents and as grandparents and as leaders of children but that we go forth with power that we go forth with the anointing of God that we go forth with blind childlike faith to do the things that God has established for you to do you have something and the last thing on the points for us as parents is that God says I am calling you out I am calling you out And so wherever you are that you feel a change needed, I want to encourage you, sis. I want to encourage you, bro, to shift, shift into that new season, shift into the fullness of God, shift into this new place because God has great things waiting for you. There is a promise attached to your outlandish. There is a promise attached to you walking this thing out. And I don't want you to settle, but not only you, but for your children. And so I just want to encourage you that who are you raising When you step out and when you do outlandish things, it shows your children who our God is. That's why in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, it tells us to talk about him. Talk about him to our children. Talk about him to our children when we're sitting down, when we're rising up, when we're going along the way. Write his word and his commands along the doorposts of our house. He tells us to do these things because our children watch us. And if we would just simply get in place, and if we would stay in place, and maybe you say, Shana, I'm in place but there's always room for growth because God has called you to whatever your sphere of influence is to do miracles he's called you to do greater works than even what Jesus did because we have power we have angelic assistance behind us doing and ready for us to speak God's word so that they can help us Hallelujah. And so I want to encourage you to step out and to do some new things on this week. It doesn't have to be huge and grand. It could be as small as how you respond to your kids. It could be as small as how you respond and react to your faith, your husband or your wife. It could be as small as how you pick up extra groceries to bless another family. It could be as small as inviting people to pray, which is what me and my children did today, actually. We went out in our community um, so that I stepped out to be bold because I stepped out and God told me to go door to door to invite people to pray with us on Monday in my neighborhood. My kids went with me and I let, let them put on their Jeep. They have a little electronic Jeep and I let them drive around. They knocked on the door. So I got them involved. But because they saw me step out and be bold, the last house that we went to, my son actually asked, can I give the card? Can I give it to him? 
because they saw the interactions. They saw that, yes, we got some rejections, but we also got some great conversations. We met some new people and God revealed um, the issues that were going on in our community that I didn't know about. The struggles that people were having in our community that I didn't know about. And so because I stepped out in faith, it showed them it's okay to be bold. It's okay to talk about Jesus with new people. It showed that it's okay to try new things. And we played music so it could be fun. And we just made it a good time. And so it doesn't have to be big and grand. But if God calls you to do something different, do it. And don't just do it away from your kids. Because there are some examples in the Bible that I want to share with you about parents. And oh my God, how beautiful it is to be a parent. How beautiful it is. The Bible says that our children are like quiver, like arrows in our quiver. They are just ready. They are they are having secret weapons because people are unassuming of them. They don't assume them to do things. They don't assume think them to have power. And so there are examples in the Bible of how, whether it was a natural mother and father or whether it was a spiritual mother and father, how you have the opportunity to measure and to lead your child and those behind you into their destiny and their calling. And yes, we do that and we get them ready for college and we get them ready for high school and elementary school and middle school. But how many times have we really spent time beyond church really investing in what their gift is? Do you know your child's gift? Do you know how God God wants to use them now. Do you know how God wants them to be used in their school? Do you know or they know or are they confident in what they can do and in who they are spiritually now? And so the Bible verse that I share with you all from um, Genesis 12 was about Abram, right? And the important part was that his father actually started his journey for him. So before we get into Abram, I want to share some more examples of leaders, spiritual giants that actually they didn't just happen to be. There was a spiritual father and mother or there was a natural father and mother or leader who got them there, who started them on that journey. And so we have Timothy in the Bible. He has a whole book, right? He was instructed by Paul. But Paul even mentions in the Bible how um, he needs to be reminded of the things that his mother and his grandmother taught him. So what you teach your child in your house lays the foundation. It's not the church. The church is to mature us, but we are to set the foundation in our houses and to be talking about God so our children do not forget. And so they can actually see God in their daily life for them at their level. Then we have Moses. What I love about Moses and Joshua is that Moses was kind of, he led Joshua. He was almost like Joshua's spiritual father. And so we know about Moses going on the mount by himself. But what people don't know, and we also know that Joshua took up for the Israelites after Moses died. But what a lot of people do not know is that when Moses went up to the mount, people think that Moses went by himself. But if you look at Exodus 24, God tells Moses to go up and to leave um, Aaron and the elders and like two other people. He tells them to leave them back and him to go up. But in Exodus 24, 13, It then says that Moses took Joshua with him to the mount to get directions from God. That was about how to set things up, how to function. And so Moses did that because it was going to be necessary for Joshua to have that exposure to private time with God. It was necessary for Joshua to have that understanding of how to go in private to prayer, how to go and to stand and to wait for days and to tarry, to get the word of God, to not give up, to stand strong. Joshua was going to need that in his next season of leadership. But Moses had to take him along 
He had, and actually says that Joshua was his minister. Even though Joshua was under Moses, he was his minister. I want to declare to you that your children are your ministers. I declare, and I don't know what manner of man my son is, but he is a minister in my house. He will say things and he will do things that makes me say, who is this kid? And so the same thing with my daughter. She is a leader. And so I want to encourage you to let your children be the ministers that they are at that level so they can grow and so they can learn, um, even though they're young. Once we expose them to things, it makes it easier for their journey and for when it's time for them to stand up and to be called. And that calling doesn't have to happen when they're over 18. It happens even now when they're younger. I want to talk about Mary and how she kicked Jesus into doing a miracle. Jesus said, it's not my time. We know that he turned the water into wine at the wedding. Jesus said, it's not my time. But mom was like, yeah, go. He, she told the um, servants, yeah, go ahead and do what he tells you to do. Mary ushered him into his first public miracle. He, he, she ushered him into, yes, it's time for you to start working. It's time for you to get out there. It's time for you to be bold. And so Jesus thought it wasn't his time. But mom, his mom, his natural mom knew and felt it's time for this. It's time for you to get out, son. It's time for you to get out, daughter. And so also Mordecai, we know about Queen Esther, who went and she saved her country. She saved her people because she went up to the king and made a daring, life-changing, possibly fatal request. But it was Mordecai, her uncle, who was over her because she didn't have parents. It was Mordecai, her spiritual father, that said to her, Esther, who knows if you've come to your royal position for such a time as this, he was the one who ushered her in into her place of boldness. He was the one that ushered her into her place of using the beauty and what God had given her, had to know how to use it. And the last two I want to share with you was um, even what you fix your kids for lunch, y'all. Even a lunchbox. There was a little boy with two fish and five loaves of bread. And his, I don't know if his mom or his daddy knew what was going to happen that day. But even just considering what you do to prepare your child for lunch can be a life-changing, miracle-working situation for them. Consider how that little boy felt. We talk about the miracle, but we don't consider how it proved to the little boy who Jesus was to him. It didn't talk about how the little boy felt when he saw his little lunch grow to feed thousands upon thousands upon thousands. I believe that was the beginning even of his ministry and seeing his belief and his understanding to how great God can work. And lastly, I want to go back to Abraham. Because what I love about Genesis 11, it says that Abraham's dad was Terah and Terah had Abram, Nahor and Haran as his children. But in verse 31, it says that Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, excuse me, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarah, his son's wife, and they went out with them um, to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and they dwelt there. Now, this is so important because a lot of people know that God told Abram to go to Canaan. But I want to submit to you for consideration that Terah was on point he had three children but he only took in verse 31 abram and his grandson now there were other children grandchildren available there was another son available heron had actually died um so at that time tara made a choice and he understood that there was something about abram i gotta get him and his family to this place 
And it was in that place, even though um, Tara Abrams' dad died before they, of course, got there and they settled in a particular place, Abrams' dad set him up. Abrams' dad began his journey towards he where Abram needed to be for his promise. And so I want to submit to you that Tara took the time to do something outlandish, which was to leave, take some of his family, not all of them, but take those who God has pointed to him to go to Canaan. And so what I love about God is that not only did Tara take Abram to go, they didn't actually go to Canaan. They stopped at Haran and they dwelt there. And so what I wanted to share is that even though you're not called to birth, whatever God has put in your child, whatever gift, whatever ministry, whatever assignment they have, you are called as a minister of your child to lead them and to usher them into this season of their ministry. And so I just want to say to you that if God calls you to do something outlandish, do it because your child's promise is connected to your obedience. Your child's future and who they are and the people they're going to be connected to is connected to who and what you connect to and who and what you align yourself with. If we align ourselves with foolishness and with things um, that are distracting, it will only lend and lend itself to us holding back and us disrupting and us um, forfeiting and delaying what God wants to do in your life and in the life of your children. So I just want to encourage you that if you are going to do something outlandish, step out there and do it. God is with you. He is for you. He will not forsake you. He will not leave you. He wants to see you grow. He wants to see you prosper. He wants to see you be successful. But sometimes it takes walking by faith into an outlandish place like Tara did to set our kids up and to being who God called them to be now so that when it's time for them to do something in their next season, we've already positioned them to make the transition easy for them to move into their next phase of glory. And so I just want to say thank you for listening. And I want to encourage you that if you say, Shannon, I want to take my kid to the next level. I want to explore some strategies and some ways that I can start to make God fun for my kids, how I can make conversations about God easier in my household, how I can find time to do small things that will be impactful for getting my kid ready to be a light at their level to be a light in their school to be a light in our family um, if you would like some help with that that's what I'm here for I'm a coach that works with parents to make living for God with their children easy to make it fun to make it practical and I know that we're all busy and so I'll do the thinking for you uh, that's what I've been gifted to do is to come up with strategies and activities and ideas to make God come alive for our kids. And so if you would like some help with that, definitely feel free to reach out to me at kconvos at gmail.com. And you can also look in the show notes um, for my information. But again, we are here. Who are these children that we're raising? Who are they? They are God's light. They are the salt and the light of the earth. And so it's our time to shake them up. It's our time to turn on their lights and to position them so that they can do what God has called them to do at their level. And then as they continue to grow, they watch us do outlandish things. So it gives them the courage to do outlandish things. So I look forward to hearing from some of you. I look forward to hearing from you guys next week. And always feel free to... um rate this podcast review it give it a like if you enjoyed it and share with someone all right i'll talk to you guys next week god's blessings and favor be upon you